Welcome back to another episode of Marvel Friends After Work, a podcast that talks about anything and everything MCU. So we're actually going to do something a little special for this episode. This week, which I think believe was yesterday, was a one-year release mark date of Moon Knight from last year. So since we're kind of a little bit in a content drought, we've decided we're going to go back over some of the shows that came out last year. So we're going to start with Moon Knight, which six weeks, six episodes, six weeks. So today we're going to be talking about episode one. So I'm Casey. I'm Nick. I'm Joel. Oh, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good content right there. I forgot that I was. I said I'd go last on this. You know. You know. This is live. This Who's hosting this show? What's you know? going on? <laughs> so <laughs> who's running this dog and pony act we got going on? One year anniversary on the thirtieth. Yesterday. Take it away, Casey. You, you know this fits. You know with the character that we're going to be discussing having multiple personalities. You just never know who you're going to get next on the show to talk. So, Nick and Joel, give your first opinion on your on the first episode. Uh, so after re- it's been a while since I've watched it again. Uh, but rewatching it, it it totally holds up. I think it's actually better than I remember it especially after watching some of the newer content that had all the the rushed issues and CGI issues. This one looks fantastic. The music was great. The acting was great. The acting was phenomenal yeah. in this series. Yeah. Nick? What say you, Nick? That's all you had to say. I figured you had a little bit. I could write. I wrote down twelve words in the time that you <laughs> talked about your opinion on Moon Knight. I, I thought we were just doing write, brief. I thought we were doing brief opinions. You, you, you got this. You got this. Instant reaction. Instant reaction. I don't know what was longer. The note I wrote about Casey's transition from me fucking up and her getting into us talking about it. Or the amount of words that you said about Moon Knight on that. So <laughs> I love, but I love your explanation. So way to get in depth. All right, this really broke that down for us. Um, you got this. Moon Knight episode one was was that's what we're talking about, right? Moon Knight episode yep. one. Yep, Instant yep, yep. reaction. Fantastic, right? Like even on rewatch, which I hadn't done. I, this is the first time I've rewatched it since it came out a year ago. Um, and as it was all happening, you remember in most of it, but just so many things, so many notes that I had written down from beginning, from the very opening scene with Ethan Hawke to the end with the reveal, like just and everything about this episode, it, it was awesome. This made me fall in love with Stephen Grant, like from later Gators to, to everything, not wanting to give over control of his body. Just an amazing episode. I absolutely love Moon Knight One, my favorite. See, going into the show, I was hesitant. I watched the trailer. It didn't look like something that was really appealing to me. And after watching the first episode, I remember that when I, last year when I did it, I've seen the whole series twice, and I'm starting to rewatch it now the third time as we're going to be talking about it. And I remember after the first episode thinking, this is extremely intriguing. And after seeing the whole series, looking back, they've started the character so great. From what he is in the comics, to be able to start off the character with a one of his side personalities instead of the main one was such a great way to introduce us to the character in a different way so it had me it, re-watching it has me excited knowing what comes next do you guys have like a a, f- a favorite moment in the first episode particularly yeah i'm definitely a little biased because of the song i've been hyping it up all week made, made sure y'all had to listen to 
the uh, little Egyptian flute that they play for a second there is uh, from a song called Kosara, which is an actual Egyptian song. And I'm going to learn y'all some knowledge here. Jay-Z used that, sampled that in his song Big Pimpin'. And they actually, they, you know, they used that same song when Jay-Z and Linkin Park did a combined album called Collision Course. And Big Pimpin' and Paper Cut is the name of that one. Uh, but they used the same sampling. Kosara, the guy that wrote that, actually tried, or his son tried to sue Jay-Z and Timberland for sampling that song. And so they were in these, these, uh, in court basically for eight years over it to try to decide if they were using it or if they could use it on their own, that stuff. But uh, I did think it was really interesting that the song big pimp and mixed with paper cut, the whole song paper cut is kind of about there being a voice in the back of your head. If you go back and listen to the lyrics, yeah, I made y'all listen to it, but you don't remember that off the top of your head. Everyone listening, go and listen to it's a big pimp and paper cut on Collision Course, and it's from the 2000s. Jay Z and Lincoln Park combined to make a great album. What scene are you talking about? It's right after he gets off work and he starts walking out into uh, like a fair or something outside. There's people oh, okay, juggling yeah. flames and stuff, and you just hear the flute going. For those who can't see, he's trying to make like a whistling sound. <laughs> he just went dead <laughs> silent. I thought you were going to whistle. <laughs> I was whistling. Oh, oh I didn't make it sound. It was too high pitch. How's that? Normal ears, human ears couldn't, couldn't understand. My dog heard it. But <laughs> see, like, the attention She's to detail for down. this series. He's like, oh yeah, big pimp in. I remember that. Yeah. But the attention to details for the series, because if those are the lyrics to the song, something that not everybody would know, but like if you would research that a little bit more or look into it to find they put that much detail into the, I don't want to say the the issue or the illness exactly has, but it's, yeah, it's a type of illness. It just, it's great attention. I love that. It's amazing. Um, my favorite scene was the, the, the entire car scene, the cupcake van chase. That was so great. The best. It was from from us getting the the like the real like him going in and out right, which was just weird and crazy to see. Like you, you're still kind of not knowing what's happening at this point in time. You've you've kind of seen. Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Not Stephen, but Mark. And Mark was like in a dark, shadowy mirror, so you didn't really get to see who he was. And then you start getting like these glimpses of, of him just going in and out not knowing what's going on and he wakes up and the guy's dead with the cupcake smashed in his face and 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 the cars are flipping over he goes out he comes and he's like here in Kanshu and he's Kanshu is like there's a truck coming right at your face watch out basically paraphrasing and uh he like what? swerves out and the one car flips right into the wood truck and it immediate impact just amazing scene He's driving backwards at one point. <laughs> that was so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Could you? Um, I. I like for you try to put yourself in that position, and I would. I. I, I would. I would have died. Like, I would. I am not a great backwards driver, so that was not up my alley. Like, it was just super impressive. Got to see great views of uh, the English countryside. Um, it was just an amazing scene. I. That was my favorite of everything I have written down. That was my favorite. Of that cupcake 
like driving scene. I remember that was the scene in particular on my first watch. I remember literally I was watching by myself early hours in the morning sitting there and out loud i'm like what the crap is happening i was so freaking lost this, <laughs> was, and, and now re-watching it it's great it's got great rewatchability. oh oh yeah it's 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 extremely funny it's it takes away a little bit of the mystery because you know what's going on but i just feel like it's more exciting that way i love the part where Kanshu says uh did the idiot just throw the gun I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, if you don't know what you're doing and people are shooting at you and trying to kill you, I don't think throwing the gun at them is the first move I would make. I mean, it was I probably digress. Out of I've never been anyway, that right? I don't know. I would try unless to see first. Unless he's got clips packed on him, which doesn't seem like he did in the situation. I don't even think he, he knew like what a gun, gun was or which guy. end of it to use. Well, all right. Yeah, yeah. So Stephen Grant doesn't, but yeah, you know, the other two, well, Oh. The other one. Oh, yeah. spoiler! No, <laughs> no, he's he, there's little cameos by him in this one too. But yeah. one of my Ooh, favorite scenes was earlier in the museum when his like boss manager and him were like doing inventory or something in the back, and he started to say, "Oh, by the way, I saw the signs out front," and she's like, "Is that why you're late? You still have that dream to become like you know a tour guy?" She goes, "Which is not happening." And he was like about to finish his sentence, and he goes, oh, "That's really disheartening," and then just like kept going. Yeah. I loved it because he was like really disappointed about it, but his personality was like, okay, but I'm still gonna finish what I was gonna say. And it's just it was great. I love that point where he's like, someone, you know, all right, Scotty, have a good one. And he's like, but it well, it's Steven, but just you know, there's someone chasing me, you know what I mean? Like, don't let this person in, you know. So What's your guys' take on Steven as a character? How would you like define him? So, despite Kanchu calling him the worm, uh, I feel or like... Or the idiot. Or the idiot, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's definitely a little bit of a... I mean, definitely an introvert. And very intelligent. And a little bit shy to talk. But he does make these comments that are so hilarious. And they're, like, super passive-aggressive. Like his boss, for instance, he says something. And he's like, well, that's crushing to hear, but blah 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 and he just keeps going on it's like all right well that was a bitchy comment but blah 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 blah. and he, he has a couple of those throughout the episode that's just the one that pops out off the top of my head but he's great he's, yeah he's great in my opinion like he's he's so relatable and he's just you're you you're you wonder with him you you what is happening he's like I, one of the best parts this, this was my number two i'm just gonna jump right into it because you know, fuck structure with the show. I'm just gonna jump around from left to right. That's you know the best I mean? part. Just let's duck hear it. structure and duck computers. <laughs> we like on a freaking hopscotch course over here, just jumping everywhere. <laughs> so, one of the best parts is when he first wakes up, when he first comes to, and he stands up in front of this, like he's out in the English countryside, and he's like, "What is going on? What's going on?" Kanchu comes walking up behind him. He looks behind him, and Kanchu's not there. But he looks up at this castle and there's someone just right there and he, he just wait hello you know and the guy's just waving back and the other guy comes out and he's like what the fuck are you doing and he, they start shooting him could you imagine put yourself in those shoes of just like waking up here thinking that you have uh narcolepsy or you're narcoleptic you know what i mean and all you think you do is you just kind of mosey around and you don't really know what you do but your body's doing something so you're trying to contain yourself Next thing you know, you wake up in front of a castle being shot at 
and you have to sprint through the forest to get out. Like I, I couldn't even imagine that. Just a crazy thought. He also wakes up. Did you say the dislocated jaw? Oh yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't because he's like he does a weird yawn and it like cracks back into place because Kanshu oh, yeah. is like healing him. You know? Oh, oh was it? Oh, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't yeah, either. Just, no, Kanshu yeah, heals Kanshu's his body. Doing that. I mean, he would have died from falling out of that high of a window anyway, probably. So, interesting. Kanshu's got to be healing him, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I always kind of took Stephen. He's obviously extremely sociably awkward, and it's it's definitely more apparent when you get in later episodes and you know what happens, but. And you almost don't think anything of it, but it's, it's obvious that Steven's character always tries to ignore the bad stuff that's happening to him. It's like he's not willing to accept it. And that becomes obvious why later on in the show. But you don't really catch it. But I noticed it more in this time, like after his date, you know, and it didn't go well. He's talking to his mom on the phone and it went well when he was talking to her. And it was just like, you know, a half an hour difference. So the character's constantly like trying to keep in a happy bubble. And I find that's an interesting trait because I feel like I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Sometimes you want to ignore life's problems. And I feel like that's another relatable thing for Steven that people relate to comparatively to Mark. It's not a you problem if you don't was... say it out loud. Sorry, yeah. Joe. Uh, you don't think he was lying to his mom on the phone? To his mom? I think mentally, um, conscience wise, he was denying it, just wasn't accepting it. So you thought he like, you think he rewrote the whole she didn't show or he didn't show, then she didn't show. You think his mind rewrote that? To, yeah, it was great. Maybe I'll bring her around one time. I thought he was just like lying to his mom because he's embarrassed about somebody not showing, you know. But I mean, I don't want to say too much getting into the other episodes. I think I think he knows. But at the same time, that's the point of Steven. He just won't character. come to terms with it. Like he like, just it's like a safe personality. Yeah. To protect himself from stuff like that. What's a yeah. a negative about the first episode? Something you notice you didn't like, especially on a rewatch. Some because you know the story, or even just containing this on a rewatch, you're like, okay, because sometimes the first time you watch something, you know, you're kind of like awestruck. That's the expression, right? Obstruck. Awestruck. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So what's something like on a rewatch that you notice that it would be a nitpick if you could pick something. Not that we're trying to pull stuff down. It's just interesting to analyze stuff from both ends. I got something written down while Joel wrecks his brain over there. Uh, Let's hear it. The the only negative thing I had written down was the CGI for the first appearance of the Moon Knight suit was not good. That was not good CGI. It like he's like beating the guy in the bathroom, and it zooms in on him, and he turns around. But as he's zooming in on him, and this is just nitpicking, you really got to go back and watch it to really see what I'm saying. It was CGI'd and extremely CGI'd. Like put just put that suit on Oscar Isaac and have him doing that, and make that a, a full blown real person setup. But you could tell it was CGI'd, and it was not the best it just it wasn't the most realistic looking it was a little cartoonish the way the shading ended up working out and by the time he turns then he turns and this is all just as it's zooming into the cave 
then he turns and it does become him in the in the suit and and that it looks better but and that quick little zoom up on the cape the first time you see the suit it was it was and i noticed Enough this the that the brain time. was like kind of cut that it's kind of like oh, that's a little weird looking it was exactly that it was just a, just and it's just the littlest nitpick but i just think it could have been different could have been better if if there if i had to say anything that was the one negative i wrote down that, that was at the very very end so right? very very end yeah very, how they kind of close the episode yeah All right. so we got we got Nick's note then. He wants better visuals of him destroying that bathroom. Yes. Got it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Some, 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 uh, destroying that bathroom. Dang, I cannot, uh, some battle shits. You know what I mean? You know, I, oh, need so some, some I was trying to think of the, the spawn CGI. Did you kind of get, do you remember the movie spawn? No, no. Over my head. Never mind then. It just, Kind of that weird bad CGI where like it starts to zoom in on him, you get that weird turn around, and yeah, same same vibes. Well, wow. I, I I trust your opinion, so I'll say yeah, we get some Spawn vibes out of it, you know? What I mean? yeah. yeah, like Spawn the MCU character or the Marvel character? I actually don't know if he's Marvel or DC. Oh, maybe but he's for sure in the comics. I just don't remember what universe he's in. Oh, I actually think, I think I'm, I'm thinking of Swarm. Actually, what did you say, Spawn? I'm Swarm, thinking... yeah, Swarm is definitely in Marvel. Yeah, and that's Swarm. I think is. I only know Swarm because of Snap. You know what I mean? Get on Marvel yep. Snap if you're not yet. Marvel Everyone listening. I I didn't really have any critiques. Uh, I guess when we kind of jumped over to, uh, it was like Switzerland or something. So. I don't know where that actually was. They didn't really give us much about that. It was kind of weird that they were both over there. Uh, what's the Arthur Harrow is the villain, right? Like, does is that his place? Because all of his followers were there, but then you also see him later in the show, and they're like much. They're like in England, so I don't know. It, that couldn't have been you. You had said earlier. England, but that's not England. You don't have mountains. In England. Nah, I mean, just the, not just, a chance. Just, just country, Europe, though. The Europe, yeah, Eastern Europe, probably somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, but, some European but they didn't, countryside that looks beautiful. You know what I mean? But they didn't give us really any reason to that, other than that's where he stole the little golden beetle. So that's maybe scary. he just broke into some rich dude's house and stole his golden beetle. Who hasn't? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who hasn't? They're not the I driving haven't. beetle. <laughs> What do you guys think of the character Arthur Hauer? Hauer? Harrow. Harrow. Yeah, Arthur Harrow. That sounds yep. a lot better. Probably because it's right. Um, what do you guys think of the character? I really like him. Do you him. find him uh, like menacing? Do you find it intriguing? So just going off the first episode, the fact that it like opens to him doing this weird ceremony where he breaks that uh, high wall glass and yeah. And then pours Steps it in his shoes, and then yeah, he walks around in these weird sandals the whole that time. That was seen would probably be my like negative scene about the whole episode. I thought it was weird. Really? Then, I thought it was a great way to open the show. I was all about it. Could you imagine just doing that? How much intense pain you have to feel to do that? Oh my god. When weird. I when I step on like a sharp shell on the beach, I'm like, ow. Oh, so the he's just walking around all day, and as far as we know, he does this as a daily ritual. Is that so right? Throughout, 
I didn't. I, mean, I, I didn't catch that. I thought see, it was just a one-time thing happening right there. It's, it's it starts the whole season off with that. Like that is the first thing that we see yeah. is Arthur Harrow and his preparation, and it doesn't seem like it's for any kind of specific ritual or anything. He doesn't tell anybody that he's doing it to like brag to him. It just seems like he's kind of a nut job, and he just likes to feel this pain, like likes inflicting pain on himself i don't know it's super weird that would probably be my biggest nitpick of of the first episode particularly but it's kind of like of the show a little bit too like that scene doesn't like doesn't mean anything like it doesn't set anything up it's just weird Hmm. i wish they would explain why he did it i think it's just to to foreshadow the pain that he put this like yeah this the the pain that he puts himself through on a daily basis um this the you know i think it's just a foreshadow of kind of is that why he's like weirdly like he talks so mellow and stuff because he's like controlling all the pain internalizing all the pain that he's yeah 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 maybe you think he's like taking a step and he's like oh and (laughs) you should think about what yes you're not gonna be able to watch the next episode without him talking and thinking about that. You're like, look, there it is. Oh, He's imposing himself I can't with wait every step. I love him, man. Like Ethan Hawke's a great actor, just amazing. And he does a, I was very interested. It's very gore-esque because it's not your I will like overpower oh, you i will not you know it's not thanos it's not in this fighting it is mentally it is this mentally skinny looks old looks like captain america would break him in half like a twig kind of looking villain which is cool because that's what i like about dc is when they give you the 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 weird balls the odd balls as your villain they, they make you think they make you almost see what see their side of sto- the story and and kind of agree with them not so much that that arthur does that but i like a villain that is intriguing and he is and especially in this first episode he leaves you just kind of guessing who is this guy what is this guy um i cannot i like i hope we get him back in the mcu at somehow some way some some point because ethan hawk is an amazing actor and i'm so happy they brought him you just mentioned Gore, and him and Gore have that in common where they have this kind of self-flagellation is, is kind of what they call it when it's a religious thing where you harm yourself for whatever purposes. Uh, but we, we got that. Show, like commitment. There was a deleted scene from uh, Thor Love and Thunder, though. We were supposed to see Gore uh, cutting and scarring himself to remove those ritual tattoos. And we didn't get to see that. It was really disappointing. But I think I'm not disappointed. I think that would have been disgusting. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a little more scary than than it was. Well, speaking uh, of yeah. gore, just a different term of gore. How do you like how they were able to show like mass murdering and really gory scenes, but since they kind of flashed away, and then you just saw the aftermath? Do you like that approach, or would you prefer to just kind of see the fight? We're back talking about Moon Knight, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I kind of liked it. I mean, I get why they do it, because you don't want to... I mean, you don't have to see somebody's brains getting squatted, splashed out of their, their head or whatever. You Very can just, fair. You can just see the person, 
cut back to the gun going bang cut back to the person flopping to the floor and know exactly what happens like your your imagination fills in but all this that gap. like but this show and this episode particular like took that to a new level because when we transferred back it was to like another person oh yeah so we it's... got to see like different points of view so I like I like to see the gore, right? I like I like to see as much gore that we can, and and that's why I'm excited for Deadpool, and so I like Werewolf by Night. Um, see as much much of those kill scenes as possible. Give me some good kills of the week. That's what I look for when I watch The Walking Dead. That's what I'm Nick gonna... has a violent side. Okay, good yes, to know. Most definitely, <laughs> especially when I watch uh, TV, and that's why I wish MCU was kind of more like the boys and and could give us more violence. But 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 but. I'm always okay with a one-off and Moon Knight is a great one-off way to to not show the gore and have and still it be, keep the stakes like right there and have it even be more enticing because you're like it's not just him we're not just blacking out and him doing something we're blacking out and it's a whole different person as you said it's just amazing great writing um so I I don't I don't want every MCU project and movie to be this way, but for Moon Knight, it works just just great. I mean, it it absolutely gets more gory as the season goes on. But this absolutely. was like their first dip the toe in on the the dark side of the universe. This was kind of you know maybe before they even were for sure that they were going to do Werewolf by Night. Maybe they were like, well, let's wait and see how Moon Knight gets received before we. Because we didn't hear anything for sure until, you know, like we said last week, like two weeks before Halloween. So maybe True. this was just their way of being like, okay, we're going to add a little bit of violence each episode and wait to hear the, the you know, the fans' comments on it. And, yeah. What do you guys think of the uh, the golden statue? Like his friend at the, like, park? At the, like, I got that home. guy written down. I was ready for that guy. Joel, what do you say? What do you say about him? Uh, I think in the comics, that's like an actual sidekick at some point. Like I think he uses is it really. Him. Yeah, it's, it's great in the comic. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that in the MCU. I did think it was hilarious that he's talking to him, and there's one part where you see the the gold guy just like look at him briefly, just like what? What are you talking about? Like. I live my life as the statue guy, but that's weird, dude. <laughs> it's like my standards are pretty low, but man, yeah. you're talking crazy. I remember when I first watched it, I thought it was a real statue. And like, until you see his eyes move over at first, when he's first just talking to him and he's like, I got a date, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And he's eating a sandwich. Um, I was like, man. This guy, Stephen Grant, is pretty fucking crazy. Like, what is he doing just talking to a statue? Like, this doesn't make any sense right now. I was so confused. And then you finally see the eyes move, and you're like, oh, this is like a real person. I the just statue like, guy's the... doing his job well. Shout out to that yeah. guy, dude. Exactly where I was leading to this. Like, that guy deserves a raise. He did such a good job. It, 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 it fooled me. April fooled me right up. That's a good little teaser for next episode uh so i love the statue guy. i had it written down i just wrote down statue guy because at one point i needed to bring him up because he was amazing i love that when the people ask for a picture steven goes yeah i'll take the picture and he's like got you gotta leave you gotta leave like a tip gotta leave a tip <laughs> oh thanks mate thanks bro cheers i love how they all say cheers at the end of everything and it just it's great i need to i want to incorporate it's, 
it's pretty obvious that Nick, you haven't been to New Orleans because we got those living statue guys all over the place. No, only time I ever saw one was in New York, and uh, it wasn't as I don't know. In this show, it looked so real. He looked so real. I just like thought it was a random ass statue that they had on the bench, and I was like, huh, interesting. He's just talking to a statue, you know. But no, I did see one when I was in New York when I was like 10, 10 years old. Fun well, fact. shout out to if you ever, everybody listening, if you ever make it to New Orleans, go walk down the Riverwalk. And they've got quite a few of them, especially around Jackson Square. And they're pretty talented. They're, it's pretty impressive, some of the poses that they're holding for hours at a time. Dude, could you imagine just holding your arm up for, for two hours? I could not. No, I would not want to do that. Just the same reason that I wouldn't want to perform in front of a live audience as a guy doing a band. I, that's too much pressure. When our podcast gets big enough, we're going to have to do some shows in front of audiences. You know what I mean? At least we can, maybe we'll edit it by then. But we'll yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a, do some a editing, producer. Just a little bit. Add a theme song. We need a theme song. Maybe we'll have a theme song by then. Who knows? Probably not. Joel can sing it. Big pimple slash paper cut. Yeah. He'll rap yes. it. Bum, bum, bum. I think that gets us. Dude, real quick. Jay-Z is right on top of that. Okay, well, I guess that's pretty much a pretty much it for episode one because it's hard to talk more without just talking about the rest of the series with it. So you can find this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Please subscribe, follow it, leave a five star review if that's possible where you're listening to it. That all helps us grow our show. You can also find us on our social medias at Instagram at Marvel Friends After Work underscore podcast on Reddit. Oh, I, you know what? I, I, take habit, I fall into a habit at the end of these and the beginning of these shows to just go second. I don't know why, but go ahead. We got 10 seconds on Reddit Marvel Friends After Work, Marvel FAW underscore podcast. You know, you know, <laughs> I fucked you up. Uh, on Twitter, Marvel can get us on Twitter. I, I'm at Marvel FAW. Woo. See you guys later. Skaters. Late, later, guys.